There's some very important parts of today's program. Sure, we talk about the banking crisis and something that you will not hear anywhere else. Um, we break down the latest whistleblower, right? Mm-hmm. That says Joe Biden was taking money from a foreign entity, foreign, it seems like foreign government, mm-hmm. uh, while he was vice president. That's kind of important. According to a whistleblower. And, you know, the left never will listen to a whistleblower. Well, it's not just a whistleblower. It's... It's uh, several, it's several whistleblowers, and it's uh, it's also uh, we also talk a little bit about the the uh, the document that came out that said the CIA was running inside the United States uh, black ops uh, that that might have played a role a little bit uh, there on September 11th, but nobody's talking about that. But they only have 11 witnesses, uh, former CIA chief and uh, a senator, but. That just came out. Nobody's talking about it. But I think the most important comes from the Washington Post today, and that is bees. Uh, what do you do if you're being stalked by a, I don't know, gaggle or a swarm, a swarm of bees? Mm. What do you do? Well, one thing we know is the bees know. Yeah, the bees the know. bees always the bees know. know. And that's how they get you every time. Every time. So that's all that and so much more uh, on today's podcast. Brought to you by American Giant. Hey, it's Mom's Day coming up. Is it next Sunday? A week from Sunday? Mother's Day is here, and I have a great suggestion. Get Mom something that she likes. Yeah, yeah. Now, may I suggest American Giant? American Giant is, as all the values that your mom, you know, tried to instill in you, whether she was successful or not, I don't know. I mean, look at you. But mom did her best. This is a great company. Everything is made in America. It is milled in America. The cotton is grown in America. It's cut and sewn right here. It's American Giant, and they have all kinds of great stuff for spring and summer that maybe you could look at and say, that looks like my mom. I want to have her uh, open up a box from American Giant. Let her know that you think she's an American Giant and not in a fat way. Now, see, that's going to did you get these because I'm fat? Is that what you mean by American Giant? No, Mom. I. It could go awry. It could. But I don't think it will. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Beck, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Big day. Big day. It is a big day? Yes. Why? Another bank could collapse? Well, yeah, but that's yeah. not reasonable. That's a normal day. Yeah. Uh, no, But big I'm a day. spectator in this. I'm interested to see how this banking thing works out. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. There's a couple big banks uh, potentially uh, yeah. down by 50, yeah. 60%. Yeah, 60%. Uh, West. yeah. That'll be interesting to see. It'll be, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to see how does the Fed how does the Fed do this? Hmm. You know, how are they going to work this out? What is the ending going to be? You know? Who knows? Don't know. We'll Don't know, know soon. Yeah, we'll and know soon. And I'm not worried about it. No. I'm just an observer. <laughs> just an observer. Yes. A disinterested, disconnected yes. observer. So I'm an observer on something else. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see uh, how all of the corruption stuff around the Bidens and throughout our government 
works out in the end. Mm. Do the American people actually stand up and go, hey, okay, enough is enough. Uh, Do they care? Does anything happen? Or do they all get away with it? I can't wait for the ending. Yeah, I was going to say, these are rhetorical questions, right? (laughs) I don't want want to be sad enough to answer them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because it doesn't seem like these. It doesn't seem like, but I will tell you, there is there is a point coming that we either completely are just absorbed into this corrupt system or Americans begin to stand up and say enough is enough. You know, it was 1854, 56, where, uh, you know, a senator stood up in the well of the Senate by himself and they were talking about slavery And he said, you people are hypocrites. You are hypocrites. The two parties then were the Whigs and the Democrats. And he said, you guys talk a good game. Yeah, we're going to work on that one when you're back at home. You're not doing anything. Neither of you guys, neither party is serious about solving any problems. And meanwhile, the South is sleeping with the whore of slavery that got him almost beaten to death in the well of the senate now you think that's bad this is worse not only was he almost beaten to death the guy who beat him to death was a congressman he used his cane to do it beat him in the head sumner was never the same and no one stopped him no one on the senate floor no you know no, the color guard didn't show Nobody showed up to pull that guy off of him. Then he was never prosecuted. He was never questioned. He was never uh, uh, arrested ever. Instead, the Democrats came back into session and they had made chains with his little with a little mock cane on it. And they wore it outside of their clothes, basically saying, you want, to, you, you want some of this? You bring this up and we'll do it to you. Okay. That was the end. That day marked the end of the status quo. It's, it, there's going to be an event. Somebody's going to stand up and say, enough. Enough. I don't know what it is, but it's coming. It's coming because it's too... Honestly, I, I was I was reading the news today. You got to get the email newsletter today. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Get the get the email newsletter, glenbeck.com. It's free. But I'm going through all of that, and I'm looking and reading all the stories. And at some point this morning, I I actually stopped and went, okay, I I can get the idea of the normalcy bias. I can get the idea that everybody's been pushed into a corner, but I really don't understand anybody. And maybe it's that there's no honest people. Anyone who is honestly looking at things, I don't know how you don't get how bad the situation is because it's everywhere. You know, we're going to get into this later. Epstein, you know, when Epstein died, it was kind of a joke. Uh, It was Clinton's kind of a joke. And we thought maybe, you know, somebody that was involved in the sex ring, you know, offed him. And there were a lot of powerful people. I don't believe that anymore. Well, I didn't really believe it then. I was like, there's a shot. But I don't know. I didn't know. 
Now? Oh, I don't believe he was killed by the Clintons. He was killed by government operatives. Everybody. But that guy was a spy. That guy was in the intelligence community. You may need to boil down this case a little bit more in depth later, because I, I believe the official uh, uh, designation was suicide still. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, when you look at what's going on all everywhere where they are glorifying pedophilia, they don't care about the kids on the border. It's just evil running rampant. And. I think he was a I thought I think he was doing, you know, honeypot stuff and working for the government. And there's been speculation on that all the time. But everything seems to connect. Did you see that the Epstein Bank? I think it's J.P. Morgan. We'll get into this later. The judge just ruled there's enough evidence there for this to go to court. The the charge is they knew. That. Uh, Epstein's funds were coming from this kind of stuff and payoffs were being made. Now, I don't know if they can prove that in court, but the judge, they wanted it thrown out. And the judge said, mm, no, there's enough here. The exe- executives are going to have to testify, right? Right. Like Jamie Dimon. Right. Okay. So now let me go back to the whistleblower. Whistleblower stories I love. The whistleblower now, the new one. I mean... I'd like to hear. It's like a chorus of whistles. I'd like to hear them all blow at once. Uh, The whistleblower is alleging that the FBI and Justice Department are in possession of a document that describes a criminal uh, scheme involving then Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. This coming from Grassley's office. Grassley is not a bomb thrower. Grassley, I mean, he's too old. I don't think he could pick up and lift and throw the bomb. Um, but he's not a bomb thrower. Also, it comes from the committee chairperson, James Comer. These guys, it's it's not the same as, uh, I don't know, you know, if you took Marjorie Green. This is not the same as that. These two have credibility. Now, they say the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. The document and FBI generated FD 1023 form. If there's anybody who knows what that is, that was put in this story, I bet for a reason. Um, allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. They issued a subpoena yesterday following legally protected disclosures to Grassley's office. They wrote, we believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. What we don't know is what, if anything, the FBI has done to verify these claims or investigate further. The FBI's recent history of botching politically charged investigations demands close congressional oversight. So what you need to know on this is this this could be a charge that they had. They investigated. It went nowhere because it was an empty charge. It really nothing was really there. However, the whistleblower has seen this document 
and is led or leading people to believe, yeah, they didn't do anything. They buried this. With their recent burials that they're doing, just even on Hunter Biden. Why has that guy not been charged? Why has he not been charged for any crime? Any crime. And they're saying, well, we're going to get him on a couple of tax things. Tax things? How about drugs? How about drugs? I mean, even if it's even if it's not true, which it absolutely is, the paperwork is in. All of the money being laundered going to the family. There's nothing after what? 4 years of knowing all of this stuff? There's nothing, no action. This, and I think Biden is too smart to do this. Uh, at one point, he had all of his faculties. Uh, I can't imagine that he was like, oh, you want that policy? Well, let me look at the menu here. That one's $14.99. Uh, now, you want a policy on, uh, on climate change? I can get you into something there for, you know, 800 bucks. That ain't going to I can't believe he was that stupid. He... Glenn, they literally left a laptop at a computer repair shop. No, that is his heroin (laughs) son. I know, but I had that same... I think I said the same thing on the air the day that Hunter Biden story came out. There's no way he's that stupid. He left his laptop at a computer repair shop. That can't possibly be true. And then guess what it was? So, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're very good at covering their tracks. I will say that that does not seem to be, of all the things that the Bidens do well, and there's so many of them, this one doesn't seem to be one of them. The idea that they can actually commit crimes and then cover them. Yeah, well, they, they don't really even have to cover them. They, they just think yeah. they can get away with it, which, again, leads me back to things like Epstein. Nobody's investigating these things. Nobody's investigating them. I mean, do you trust the investigations of the FBI, the Justice Department? Do you trust our NSA, our CIA? Our CIA is spying on us. Our CIA thinks we are the problem. We are the enemy. They're doing everything to protect the government, not the people. If they're involved in anything like with a Jeffrey Epstein, do you think they're going to expose that? No, no way. No way. And anybody who helps them, I mean, look at the media. How do you possibly explain the media not uh, reporting that, gee, all of our sources have been lying to us? All of our sources, you know, national security uh, source, a source deep in the intelligence community told us that's what they've been saying for six years. All their sources are national intelligence sources, okay? CIA, it's NSA. And they've been feeding them incorrect information over and over and over again. And now we know that it was intentional. It was planned. You could have said, well, (laughs) CIA, they're always wrong. No, no. Now we know these things were planned, plotted, and executed, and we have the goods on it. Why is the press still not talking about it? Because they have been co-opted by our national security apparatus. They are just an arm 
of that apparatus. And if you don't think that happens, then you've got to go back and read our own history. This is what the Church Commission found back in the 70s. They had co-opted the media. And we were supposed to have oversight. But the oversight isn't. They classify everything now. So even Congress members, they can't get the documents. How many times did did, uh, the White House file a subpoena for documents from the Justice Department or from CIA. Nope, can't turn it up. Yeah, we don't yeah, we can't get those. We can't get those to you. Uh in the darkness, in the darkness is where all of this corrupt stuff happens and there is no one shining the light on it. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for people who have brains and are thinking and are still willing to question. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I heard an interview with Peter Thiel uh, this morning uh, on Honestly with Barry Weiss. And uh, he said, um, the Republicans are the party of the stupid and uh, Democrats are the party of evil. Uh, and <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's an optimistic picture of our country. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, he's talking about the parties themselves. And, and I think that's generally good i don't think he's talking about the people uh of the country that identify with those two parties i think we have so much in common but we have just been duped by so many different things did you know that uh open the books has uh revealed that 76 of the 102 rank and file regulatory agencies social security agency Environmental Protection, Veterans Affairs, Health and Human Services, the FDA, uh, the um, uh, farm people. I can't remember what they're. I mean, all of these things have gunned up. I asked you a few minutes ago, are they making you safer or less safe? Are they having you rely on a failing system or on yourself? Because I bet on you every time. There are now more federal agents with arrest and firearm authority than there are U.S. Marines. The IRS purchased $35.2 million worth of guns, ammunition, and other tactical gear, and then they really picked it up after 2020. They've spent another $10 million just in the last couple of years. Why? Why does the... Why does the farm people why they worried about cows what are they worried about milkmen with guns and if you have a problem like that you call out the national guard why do all of these agencies have all these guns well we can't answer that question because no one is doing any journalism anymore they are part of the system Their job is to be antagonistic toward the government. That's their main job. They're supposed to be skeptical. They represent you, but they have flipped this. They're supposed to take on the Pentagon and the CIA and big tech and anyone that might have an agenda that is hostile to you. But now they're practically on the payroll. So you don't trust the media anymore. 
Do you trust the CIA? By the way, Tucker Carlson was always critical of CIA, always critical of the war. Pentagon just came out. I've never seen the Pentagon comment on a commentator. Never. They did. Did you know? Let me ask you this. Have you heard about the document that is a sworn declaration of a 9-11 investigator with the Office of Military Commissions, part of the Department of Defense Military Commission's defense organization, the document dated July 20th, 2021, and it first appeared on a Washington Post journalist substack, not in the Washington Post. It was in Jeff Stein's spy talk. Now, before I tell you, if the, if you have you heard about it? Before I tell you what it is, when was the last time you heard any update on anything regarding 9-11? I haven't, I haven't even thought about it, right? You're not. Years. Nothing. Mm-hmm. A decade, maybe. Have you heard about this recently discovered sworn declaration anywhere? Now, maybe there's nothing to report here. Okay. Well, what is it? It's just the allegation from multiple FBI agents that the CIA was running an illegal domestic spy agency inside the United States. That's bad enough. The declaration states that the Saudis were being used as intermediaries to recruit Al-Qaeda operatives, which the CIA wanted to employ. The one of the guys, an intelligence officer in employ of the Saudi government, was, quote, directed to attempt to recruit two of the 9-11 hijackers at the Saudi consulate in Los Angeles. The declaration by multiple officers alleges the CIA knew the two hijackers were inside the United States and they were trying to recruit them through an illegal domestic espionage operation. And they were trying to hide everything from the FBI. This information just came out. Why isn't that all over the media? The CIA was running illegal operations that accidentally led to the worst tragedy on American soil seems kind of newsworthy. Where's the curiosity? Is it a problem of sourcing? Maybe they didn't have good sources. Let me tell you what they have swearing behind this document. 11 ex-FBI agents, two ex-CIA agents, a CNN investigative journalist, former deputy of National Security Advisor Richard Clark, and former Senator Bob Graham. But just those guys. Just those guys. Why doesn't anybody care? I'll tell you why they don't care. Because how many times have you heard in the last six years, according to our sources at the NSA, according to a CIA official that doesn't want to be named, According to uh, our intelligence community, this is what's happening. They have been infiltrated and they are bought and sold. Whether they know it or not, I have no idea. Why 
is this allowed to stand? Because we're distracted. We're not paying attention. And you think you don't have any power. Did you hear Randy Weingarten when she came out a couple of days ago? I was there. I was advocating for the reopening of schools. No, you weren't. The teachers union, that was the biggest obstacle. We couldn't open because of the teachers union. So you get away with this? Yes. Mainstream media? Yes. I think Elon Musk may end up being the most important freedom of speech guy that has lived in a long time. It was Twitter users that took the claim made by PolitiFact about the teachers union, um, uh, you know, advocating for schools and COVID. He's added something called community notes. It's a good feature. It's a great feature. I think it was actually added before he started, but now it's actually being utilized the way it should be. Mm hmm where they will correct people on the left to right right and they're add you have to add sources and then it has to be verified and is this true well it's been verified and it's been twitter users not twitter users you have a memory you remember these things you have to stand up and share them and you have to support the people who are Doing it. Did you see 36% of Americans would watch Tucker Carlson online? 36, but it just took a poll. 36% of Americans would watch him online. A lot of speculation, according to, I think this is Newsmax, about where Carlson's next move might be, although a lot could depend on his contract status with Fox and how soon he can negotiate his release from the network. Odds maker Bovada, do you know that? Bovada, yeah. Bovada. Mm -hmm. Uh, has Glenn Beck's online network, Blaze TV, as the three to two favorite in landing Carlson. Newsmax is next at five to two. Um, you know, but sometimes the underdog wins. I'm just saying. Tucker, come to Jamaica. Anyway, wait, wait, but you're the favorite. Why are you want the underdog to win? No, I know. Sometimes the underdog wins. Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm not. I say. We're not counting any chicken until it's in my lap. No, I'm not <laughs> counting a chicken until it's on my plate and I got a fork in it. Anyway, um, <laughs> there are truth tellers and there are people that are trying to do it. I am. I'm not asking you to join the blaze against anybody else. If you could afford to join the blaze and. You know, you go to Daily Wire and you do that. If you can only afford one and you think you get better value at Daily Wire, do that. But I ask you, I think what we are offering here is really, really important. And we need you. It's because of Twitter that that was debunked and doesn't stand. It is the people. And we need to be able to be in touch with each other. So if you haven't joined us, please join us, will you? Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save. And today is a great day to do it. Uh, today, uh, we have reopening premiere. Uh, reopening is the first offering from Blaze TV of this fantastic fantastic uh i don't know what you would call them mockumentary troupe or or uh, comedy troupe 
these guys made a mockumentary about a small town theater trying to live up to the standards to open up their, you know, their local play stage uh, in a small town and live up to all of the things. And it is hysterical, absolutely hysterical. We have a couple of the guys on here with us in just a minute to talk about it. But that premieres tonight, Blaze TV. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Reopening is a mockumentary about reopening a small theater in a small town uh, at the end of COVID. Now, we next week, we are at the official end of COVID. Uh, the 15 days only lasted like 1,500 days. Um, but it was close. It had a one and a five in it, so we're good. Um, the things that we went through are insane, just insane. And they have taken all of the most insane things that all of us went through and made a mockumentary. And here's a couple of clips from it. So legend has it that there are ghosts in our theater. Any person that has come to see a show and then leaves and then dies becomes a ghost. Now, they can always listen to your feet tapping. And that's where the park is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My name is Roger Bastion. I wear many hats. I am a theater director. Okay, everyone, listen up. Today's gonna be a big day. I am a theater owner. This would be very off-putting for an audience member. They may feel that they're in a crack house. I'm a crowd pleaser. Why are there cameras here? They are filming a documentary. Well, it's, it's a huge Hollywood film, and they're gonna be watching us reopen the theater. You just said documentary. Don't start with me today! Okay. <laughs> We're gonna clean up. We're gonna disinfect. We're gonna reopen. <laughs> the most accurate form of coronavirus testing is anal swab. Anal swab, like your what? anal area or anal? What goes, what goes in the anal? Oh my God, what time is it, Roger? It's 11.32 a.m. Guess what, you've won the lottery. No, I'm kidding, you've won something better, a role in my show. <laughs> it might be off-putting and scare an audience if they think that you're scared. My line's coming up. <laughs> the water's moving. <laughs> We're gonna reopen. Stop saying anal! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, Kelsey Cook uh, is one of the stars. She plays uh, Penny. And Chris Guerra is uh, the, I, I think you're the director. You're the co-director. Co-director. Co actor. Theater owner. Yeah, the, the co-editor. <laughs> you're hysterical. <laughs> Just <Thank> hysterical. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. I mean, it. It uh, there's there's really two movies that... I judge people on if you don't like the princess bride, and that's a pretty low hurdle. If you don't like the princess bride, we cannot be friends. If you don't like uh, Christopher guest films, we'll never be good no. friends. Okay. No. Um, this just screams Christopher guest. Yeah. They do it all improv. How do you do this? 
Um, same thing. I mean, we wrote a very strong outline scene by scene. We wrote uh, very detailed character descriptions because character they, is the most important. And do they develop them on their own and then come to the table with a character? And- no, we set who the characters were and then filmed them for an hour and a half each interviewing them and let them develop before we even started shooting. Oh, wow. Okay. And then those characters, when they all came together... They had this long history of who they were and how they interact with people. So, And then they also changed as we went along. Sometimes oh, yeah. it was availability. Sometimes it was just relationships changed because of the stories that we just improved on the spot. Um, my character, Penny, we had a really hard time figuring out her story. <laughs> and I actually did not like her at first. I was really bored with her. And we all co-wrote it with Matthew Coppin. And um, we... Uh, we just had a hard time figuring her out and how she was going to come out. We, we had an idea of what she wanted to do at the end, but couldn't figure it out. And um, through the six months it took us to make this film um, and actors availabilities changing, she had her shining moment and it just yeah. all came together. The, uh, there was one who was on Skype the whole time. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> representing that person that just doesn't want to come in. I would yeah. imagine. Uh, yep. uh, was that real or not? Yeah. We had many uh, hurdles to overcome based mm-hmm. on on people's uh, comfort level at the time. We were all different, and yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. We were figuring it out as we went, and so we accommodated everybody based on their comfort levels. And that was uh, a real thing that we all encountered. Zoom, right? Yeah, and the yeah, struggles yeah. with Zoom. Yeah. Every piece where the Zoom pops out and it cuts out is real. It actually she was live, and the timing was just incredible. Perfect. It was oh, just perfect. Yeah. It's just perfect. It was the one take. We're yeah. like, we're keeping Because it's like, because it's, it's real. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 everything you did, we all met people like this. We all uh, went through things like this. And, and then you just took it to the next level. When, at what point, because I think we were, before it was all politicized. Yes. We were all alike. And I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Uh, except for Fauci at the very (laughs) beginning, the very beginning. I think everybody was just, we didn't know what was coming. Everybody was just doing their best. At what point did you look at each other and go, okay, okay. This is just a comedy show. You know what? It's interesting when when it started out, there's a line in the film that just says, we're just trying to figure it out. The CDC guy says this, but in the beginning stages, like vaccines hadn't come out yet, nothing really. I mean, we were just literally on set going, okay, let's make this work. We want to create, right? We want to perform so bad. We've been sitting at home. This, mm-hmm. this can't happen. We need to let an outlet, right? I think halfway through the, the, the project, right, is when it started to get more crazy. This is a little ridiculous. Right. And again, though, every shoot day, we were very careful. We're like, okay, how do we do a mockumentary and not mock coat? People dying. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, oh, I think you did a great stuff. job. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, oh, when the inspector, <laughs> <laughs> the anal swab thing is, I mean, I watched it. Then I said, honey, you got to come and see this. And she sat down, she watched it. And then my son walked in and, and I'm like, you got to watch this. The whole family watched this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Uh, the whole family. And I don't know very many films where you can get the teenagers. And the parents sitting down and all laughing <laughs> love that. at the well, same. We, we've that. said, too, you know, when the kids go to sleep, we watch our movies. Yes. During the day, the kids watch their movies. Right. And I hate that. I do, yeah. too. I want that to come back where when we watch a kid's movie with our kids and they laugh, 
and they see us laugh, mm-hmm. they they watch us. Yes. And then it becomes this, then it's they really want to talk about the film afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. We, we want to bring that back where yeah. families but, can watch films together. It, it is such a missing, and it has gotten worse and worse and worse to where, you know, it's so gratuitous at yeah. times. It's like, it's not necessary. Why do you do that? And I think comedy is, is therapy too. Comedy oh, is... Yeah. Comedy is from the beginning. We wanted to do comedy, but we we say we do comedy with heart. We want it to show hope and joy in the middle of something that was so chaotic and so unsure. We didn't know what we were doing, but we found hope. I think that is the secret to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Every <laughs> single thing he does. Um, I know what was the one where he played the handicapped guy in the. It's oh, all uh, 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 Kevin or something like extras, that. No, no, no. Uh, he played a handicapped guy in a nursing home uh, and you're watching it and yeah. and it's parts of it are just completely outrageous and it's so funny, but over the whole arc of the show, it just screams heart and yeah. it ties up at the end where you're like, oh my gosh, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's, let's not be, let's laugh at stuff, but then- if you get to enjoy the character's experience in it and then you get to kind of peek in on what their life is like, then you, there's heart in that. There's hope in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we're not, and it's we're relatable. initially laughing at the insanity, right? Yes. But of the, even the wheelchair thing. Right. But yeah. then you get to know who he is and you're like, Oh, this guy is a sweet guy. Yeah. Like he's, and he's it's, really, <laughs> it's really, uh, I mean, especially now this, I think would make anybody laugh, even not Fauci. But pretty much everybody else would laugh at this. It's not political. It's just the funny look at what we went. And I think we can laugh now. Yes. Yeah. And I think we, what we say is it just holds a mirror up to what was happening. It's just literally, I remember does. being you know, up at night, scrolling social media and seeing the anal swab thing happening and just literally telling <laughs> did Chris. The, did you guys know? Did, who knew about that? I found it on the news. And but I said, I know. we're literally I mean, putting who, it. Who on the staff when you were oh. shooting that? We didn't. Knew? We didn't tell them until we didn't tell them until right we before we shot it. Just did it because well, I wanted to get real. Re- if you watch the other camera angle, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 it's just them going. Oh, they're so oh, I they're just holding, holding in, back just laughing. shaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god, <laughs> believe and their reaction to it. If that was all just spontaneous reaction, yeah. What ain't what part anal? What I mean, it was uh-huh. just, just so. So good. It's the beauty, too, of just how talented those performers are. How many times do you have to reshoot because you break each other up? Oh, man. There is so much footage. There's there's an eight-hour movie. Um, Lots of bloopers to share. There's tons of extra scenes, too. We we had to do maybe two to three takes. And, yeah, we would break sometimes. But we just told people, like, never, never go, oh, shoot, I messed up. No, just stop. Pull it back together and keep going so we can somehow cut around it. Otherwise, yeah. that just would have been. I mean, we were always breaking up. Even our the our co-director and DP who was filming, he had a mask on because we were required to at the time. And uh, I did air quotes. <laughs> and um, he said, I'm glad I had a mask on because then they couldn't see me laughing yeah. for oh. eight hours a day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how you kept a straight face. Yeah. It's it's just great. And that just kept rolling. It uh, <laughs> it premieres tonight. And I have to say, I, I don't know your political stance. I don't want to know your political stance. I'd like to go back to an era where nobody knows <laughs> anybody's political stance. And even if we disagree with each other, we still like each other. Yes. yes. I know in today's world, it. if you don't know this yet, you will. <laughs> it comes at a price to even be on my program yeah. in your business. 
Uh, and I thank you for being brave enough to, and again, I don't know your political stance at all, thank you for being brave enough to try to bring comedy back on, in a way that everybody can laugh. Well, what I, we, we want to bridge the gap. We do. Like, why does it have to be a left wing or right wing or political film? Why can't we just all laugh? When we did a cast and crew screening, we had tons of people come. And I'm going to say we were in Hollywood. So 98% were probably Democrats. Watching the film, they came out and loved it. There was no, were you mocking? Were you doing this? No. There's none of that. They just yeah. said, and wow, fact, I got to laugh. Yeah. And just yeah. a crazy time They actually in history. thanked us. They said, thank you for giving us permission to laugh again. Right. And I, I will tell you, I think conservatives will watch that and they will walk out and you would expect them to go, right? You <laughs> gave it to them. Because, I mean, everything that was crazy, you guys pointed out was crazy. <laughs> But it's not political. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, that's crazy. And let's get back to that. Yeah. Where we can watch a comedy yeah. and yeah. not think, what's the agenda? Right. Yeah. No, we laughed and, and loved it. Comedy, it's everything now. And I think yeah. that's very everything. American. Yeah. It's what? Very American. <laughs> to, just to, to, to be able to create something from nothing you, and for everyone to enjoy it. Yes. yes. And you know what? Uh, the reason why comedy does so well here in America, I think, or has in the past, is because dictators hate comedy. Comedy changes the world. Yeah. Lenny Bruce changed everything. There's a reason these people are arrested uh, in times when they're, somebody's got a chokehold on them. Yeah, it, it, Comedy is important so our society can move forward. So. I, I get messages all the time. I do a lot of social media and TikToks and all that stuff. And I get messages all the time saying, hey, I was in the hospital, watched a video and I haven't laughed. Or I lost a son and I, I'm, I haven't laughed in a year and I watched a video. And I just thought, this is what comedy is for, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's. Because <laughs> at no point did I think of anybody that had been lost or, you know, anybody in my family or somebody else's family that we know that lost a loved one. It doesn't go there at all. And yeah. we, we made sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. Every shoot day, we would say, we would do a scene and go, was this joyful or yeah. were we just being negative? Even attacking characters. We were very, we wrote the line, I yeah. hate a character in the film, Yeah, which you'll see. His name yeah. is Bryce mm -hmm. and I hate him. But even through that, we're like, well, there has to be a redeeming moment That's or great. I just hate to hate. So great. Right. So great. Yep. Thank you sincerely for being yes. here. And Thank I you. can't wait for the audience to see it premieres tonight on Blaze TV. Um, if you don't have a subscription, this is worth the price of admission. Uh, this, if especially if you like mockumentaries, this is really <laughs> very funny. Uh, Kelsey, Chris, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Na, 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 na.